This is episode 519 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Selco, The Dangers of Looking Tactical When the SHTF. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the Hydro Blue VersaFlow water filter. Now the VersaFlow is one of the most versatile water filters currently made. Not only can you use it for your own personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter. Now with the possibility of filtering up to 100,000 gallons, the VersaFlow could filter one gallon of water for each family member for many, many years. Now to make it easy for you, I have created a free video and a PDF tutorial that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. Now right now, you can have this family-sized water filter for under $25. Now to watch the video, get the free PDF tutorial and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from TheOrganicPrepper.com. And again, the title is Selco, The Dangers of Looking Tactical When the SHTF. If you're not familiar with Selco, maybe you're new to the podcast. Selco is someone who during the Bosnian War, that he went through an SHTF, like a real SHTF situation. The city was surrounded and they really just kind of survived just barely. I mean, the stories that he tells are, are crazy, you know, when you when you really dig into it. And the thing about it is that they were experiencing this SHTF situation while the rest of the world was fine. And so, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, you're experiencing this situation and you know that everybody else seems to be, or at least the news that you're getting that trickles in is that the world is just going on like normal. But for whatever reason, you know, your area of the world, your your town, your neighborhood, your, you know, your region is under this situation. So he's writing here, of course, about uh, looking tactical. And so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Remember, English is the second language. Uh, for those of you that are new, I'm going to go ahead and read this article. A lot of the times I read articles and I might, you know, fix a certain word here or I might, you know, change something up just to make it seem like it flows right, at least for the way that I'm reading it. But when Selko, when I read one of Selko's articles, whether it's on his own website or on Daisy Luther's over at theorganicprepper.com, I tend to go ahead and read it the way that it was written, just so that you get that that feel that it was written by someone who's not necessarily coming from the United States. And uh, you know, you just just I just want to get that little disclaimer there uh, right off the bat. So let's go ahead and start reading Selco: The Dangers of Looking Tactical When the SHTF. Every now and then I get into rant mode, and then even I realize that I am being grumpy. I can't help myself. I have to go through it, and usually that means I have to write. So, my very good friend told me a story some time ago. This friend is into survival training, and he is a very good observer of people and events. He was traveling and landed in some airport somewhere. 
There he spotted a guy in tactical gray pants, 5'11 shirt, and dark glasses, tactical boots. The guy was looking like the prototype of being tactical. He was standing there with a tough expression on his face. He did not move. He was being all tactical. Now, the only problem is that he was sticking out badly because he was in the middle of hundreds of people who were in holiday mode, funny shirts, suitcases, travel bags, or business suits. Yet, he was standing there like a wannabe mercenary. I mean, maybe the guy just likes to wear cool stuff. I do not have anything against that. The point is, the concept of looking tactical went into some wrong and weird directions a long time ago for many reasons. Books, Hollywood, survival industry, money, and that guy is a perfect example of how you can be dressed in tactical equipment and look tactical but still stick out ridiculously. Looking tactical at the airport probably means being dressed like you are going on a holiday or business trip or walking and acting like you are checking the arrival of a plane or talking on the phone or whatever else. Now, one of the cool things about taking physical courses is getting some equipment for testing in a real situation. It is cool because I like to check new things, survival items. It is also very good to discover some points in course situations when that piece of equipment works great or really sucks because you may plan to improve it before you need it in real life. Examples are many. We have seen and tested in courses good and high quality tactical shirts, waterproof, lightweight, warm, with very cool tactical patches on the sleeves. The only thing is that the patches too cool. It glows in the dark, which looks cool and tough, but not if you want to hide from someone who wants to harm you or if you want to move unnoticed to harm someone else. Now, the shirt is still great, more than great, but we realized what needs to be improved, and that's the patch. So please memorize this. In survival business, cool does not necessarily mean good and usable. So guys, I'm going to read that one more time. Memorize this. In survival business, cool does not necessarily mean good and usable. Test it first, no matter how cool it looks on first sight. So one of the main takeaways from my experience when we are talking about the first period of SHTF in mass confusion and disorder, you have, in urban areas, a whole bunch of confused and frightened people. Now, what is the main and most important point of blending in? It is the fact that you need to look and act like everybody else around you. So, as a result, no. In the beginning phase of an SHTF, you probably do not want to look like an overly tactical mercenary who is tough and knows what to do. You will want to look like everybody else around you until you figure out what to do and how to do that. Like bug out, bug in, etc. Now, people often do have fantasies of looking like a Delta Force guy driving a tricked out monster truck with the SHTF. But actually, the reality is in the beginning phases, you have a better chance if you look like the average guy who does not have too much valuable stuff while moving away together with other frightened folks. So otherwise, 
everybody else around you will want to have your cool stuff. So while everybody else around you is in panic, moving away from danger with whatever they have in a hurry, you, being truly tactical, means you need to look exactly like them. You have to be that gray man. And being gray always changes. Hide everything else. You are completely tactical then. The situation is fluid. People like easy and concise explanations and solutions, while in reality, like when SHTF has intentions to kick you in the teeth right at the moment when you set in motion your perfect plan about whatever. So yes, there are no easy and all situation solutions. A perfect example is a favorite topic, the bob or bug out bag. Whenever someone asks me about the quote-unquote perfect bob or what my bob is, I have a hard time answering. The reason for that is in fact that I do not have my one perfect bob. Now consider the situation when something bad happens and people are on a street moving, rioting, running away, and you go to bug out with a bob that looks like it cost $500. Most out there will probably be some folks who will want to hurt you in order to take it away from you. In that situation, it makes more sense to have a bag with you that looks like a simple gym bag or maybe something a bit more complicated than a shopping bag, maybe nothing more. Remember, you need to adapt. So adapt your bob to the situation outside. So do I have my perfect bob? No. I have several of them that look different. Some of them are nothing more complicated than a school bag. Others are really tactical. I do have things and equipment that are ready to be put in a bag very fast and in layers on me, but Bob alone is going to be chosen based on the situation outside, just like my clothes, for example. I cannot be ready for everything, but I can try to adapt to the situation outside. SHTF is fluid. There are usually phases of it. While having an assault rifle in your hand and full camo and night goggles makes sense in some situations, in others it will clearly make a target out of you in a split second. You need to feel how the situation changes around you right from the first signs of SHTF to the full extent of it. It is nothing spectacularly smart. It is just careful observation of how people around you react in events when SHTF, and you need to adapt to those reactions. If you fail to do that, you're simply going to fail to recognize the new rules outside. All right, guys, I'm going to read that last paragraph because we've gotten to the end here, but that last paragraph is gold, all right? So let me read that one more time. It is nothing spectacularly smart. It is just careful observation of how people around you react in events when SHTF. And you need to adapt to those reactions. If you fail to do that, you're simply going to fail to recognize the new rules outside. Man, I love that right there. I love that last little line there. You're going to fail to recognize the new rules outside. You know, a lot of the times we have in our minds what SHTF might look like. We've read the books. We've listened to the podcasts. We've watched the movies. We have all these things. You know, we imagine it. We talk to people about what the what SHTF might look like. And then when it happens, it's not going to happen the way that we think it's going to happen. That's why we need to be flexible. That's why 
you want to build skills and you want to have a plan, plans are very important and you need to be able to mentally go through scenarios and situations and all of that. All of that is very, very important because when you do that, then you're building something that we call a schema. You're building some knowledge on that and you're able to layer that on top of it. You're scaffolding your knowledge and you're placing it on top of each other. And you have knowledge of this area and this area, and then you can put that together and you can form other ideas, right? So the more knowledge you have, the, the better um, you know, decisions you can make. So that's very important. But the main thing in all of this is to be able to be flexible, is to be able to see the situation and adjust. Because remember, you're not just preparing for yourself. You're preparing for your family. You're preparing for your spouse, for your kids, maybe extended family. And you've got to be able to think past you know, your plan that you have devised in your own mind. Everyone's got to be able to, to roll with it and go with it. And so you have to be flexible. So I, I really, really like that aspect of it. Now, I think it's very important when we when he was talking about the gray man up in the, the beginning parts of this article here, that's very important. Now, there's going to be some places where maybe looking tactical is perfectly fine or maybe being dressed in camo is perfectly fine. I know that there was times we would go up to the country and maybe during deer season, we would stop and get gas and everyone would be in camo because they were headed up there for deer deer season or whatever, you know? And so if you're in that situation, then that that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But you need to be observant and be and pay attention to where you're at and what everyone else is dressed like and really kind of what everybody else is doing. If everyone else is panicking, you don't want to seem like you're the one who knows everything, right? Now, there's some different, you know, ideas on all of that, right? I've talked about before that if there was a situation that happened and we were stuck in my neighborhood and that's what it was, that I would rally everyone. I mean, that would be my goal is to rally everyone quickly and to to move as a as a neighborhood as a community band together very very quickly and start making decisions i wouldn't want to just close myself in people are going to have to understand you're going to have to help people understand what the situation is you're going to have to say hey we here we are and here is the new reality of it and a lot of people aren't going to be able to understand that but hopefully more people will and then as you do they'll start coming along and uh, you can you can have a a plan in place in your neighborhood. So that's that's kind of where where I would go with that. But if you're out and about and you're just, you know, in where everyone else is, the general public, I think that you need to be very observant of what everyone else is like. Now, maybe you have clothes that can very easily move and and, and transfer, you know, into a tactical scenario if you wanted to go there, right? Uh, maybe you have, you know, you, you can dress up whatever you have and make it look like everybody else. But then if you needed to, you could go there and, and you can do that. So that's not very hard to do if you did a little bit of planning 
and you did a little bit of, you know, hey, I'm going to maybe compromise a little bit maybe on my pants that I'm wearing. I might not go 5'11". Maybe I have some blue jeans, but there's some other things that I can do here. Or maybe you do have some pants that are a little bit more tactical, but they don't look as tactical, right? Or you're able to dress it up a little bit with different shoes, but you have your, you know, shoes that you would want to wear, some comfortable shoes or, or something that's more, uh, you know, fitting to what you're trying to do in this tactical scene, right? So, I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, you've got to work through and you've got to think think about. The backpacks, I love the idea about the backpacks. Even the, you know, it, if you had like, um, so let's just say you were in a situation where you had a really nice bug out bag and you were out and about and you were coming up on a lot of people and people just looked like they were vagabonds or whatever, why couldn't you like have like a contractor's one of those 55 gallon drum garbage bags in your in your bug out bag which you should have one anyway so they're very light and they uh, you know they don't take up a lot of room if you were to fold it up or roll it up and there's so many different uses for it but you put that you put your bug out bag in there and then you carried it over your shoulder right uh, depending on how heavy it was those contractor bags have a lot of uh, you know, they, they're pretty thick and so they can carry a lot of weight. So that might be something that you could do, or you could even carry it like, you know, in the front, like you were carrying, you know, uh, like a garbage bag of your stuff, right. And, and, and go at it that way. Uh, you know, he said something, uh, maybe even a little bit, uh, better than a shopping bag, I mean, depending on the size of your, of your bug out bag or, you know, your kit or whatever you're carrying with you at that time, you could possibly have one of those sturdier shopping bags with you and, and do something like that. And I'm not talking about the little plastic bags that you get at the grocery store. I'm talking about, you know, a shopping bag, something, you know, like maybe those reusable shopping bags uh, that people use instead of getting plastic. So that's possible depending on how big your your bag is or how much equipment you have. You could have two of those bags and split it up and maybe fold up your bag if it's if it's one of those that doesn't have a frame. You can do that as well. There's a lot of things you can do here. The point again, I'm going to go back to you got to be flexible. You have to be able to, you know, observe what is going on and move from there. So uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, guys, there are other links in here that you can come and check out. And uh, I would, hey, if you have any thoughts on this, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can come on over. I make it very easy for you to link to the episode and come over to the website and drop your comments in for episode 519. And just let me know what you think and, you know, what your ideas are. I know that the preparedness community has a lot of great wisdom. That's something that you know, I'm very aware of, like on the Facebook group. And so if you have some ideas, I'd love for you to share them with us. And uh, I'll read them on a future episode when, uh, you know, when I see them. So come on. And that really, that goes for any of the episodes. If you have anything to share, uh, you know, I know that I don't know it all, definitely, and I'm reading articles and, you know, I'm trying to share as much information as I can, but I know a lot of you have some really great information. So come on over. I, I would appreciate it if you did it on 
you know, in, in the, on the website is what I'm trying to say, other than like Facebook or an email, because that way I can easily keep track of it. And so I can go to one place. Sometimes I get, you know, messages all over the place and I just, because I'm so busy, I, I tend to forget about them. But if you put it on the website, I go there every single day and I see the comments, the comments kind of pop up on me. So I, I'd love to be able to see or add whatever you have to the conversation here. Well, guys, like always, I'm going to link to this in the show notes. Uh, you can come on over to theorganicprepper.com and read some some of Selco's, maybe some more of Selco's uh, articles because Daisy always links to them there. And there's a lot of great information on her website as well. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 519. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.